Hi, bonjour. I'm Gina Suru, and you're listening to the Paris International Film Festival podcast. In each episode, I dive into film distribution or filmmaker strategy or a challenge who's used a disruptive way to get meaningful films out there in these transition times. Whether you're a filmmaker excited to embrace on your normal or simply interested in hearing some filmmaking and distribution tips, this is for you. Bonjour! How are you, Desiree? How are you, Paul? <laughs> Fine, thank you, Jenna. So, Desiree, who is the director of Bad Candy here, is joining us from Atlanta in the US. Yes. Paul is joining us from London, right, Paul? Yeah, it's Margate. It's kind of near London. <laughs> yeah. Not too far. No. Not too far. This is why it's so wonderful that we can actually still enjoy seeing each other and enjoying the joy of a festival. We are so excited to present Bad Candy. Our jury love this film. And if there are some fans of horror here at the festival, you're up for a real treat. This is such a wonderful genre film. It's so innovative. And I'm sure Paul, who watched and also loved the film, I know will agree. It's such like, you can definitely see the female gaze behind it, which we felt, though you obviously directed it with, with Scott, right, Desiree? We love yeah. it. Like, it's so, I think it's so refreshing to see a genre film at such a top-notch level, and which actually, you know, you can feel the female gaze. And I love the way it was, it was told, but I'm going to leave it up to Paul, because Paul really is um, the expert of genre. I'm Gina Suru. I'm the director uh, of the Paris International Film Festival. And Paul, just here, he's the historical co-founder of Fright Fest, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest festival for genre in the UK. He also was the programming coordinator for the UK Horror Channel, so that's important to mention. And for many years, also the co-owner of a highly successful cinema store. He is freelancing off on a number of projects right now and also, of course, still running the festival. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Jenna. It's an honor to be part of your Paris International Film Festival. Thank you. And welcome, Hi. Desiree, co-director <laughs> of the film that everybody's just seen, yes. Bad Candy. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Very hard on it. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Give us a bit of your background. I I worked in a range of things. Uh, I worked as far as in a medical field, and the medical field showed me a lot of the horrific sides of things. So I took that into a horror genre when I met Scott. When we when we met, I was working with NASA to do their Sci Girls pieces, which is the scientific education for young women to try to encourage them into that field. And um, when Scott and I met, we married our ideas and our backgrounds and it all ended up in the horror genre. Fantastic. Um, the film is so beautiful. I mean, the production design is just stunning, isn't it? Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. How did you achieve that? What did, did you have very specific things um, in mind we, for the production design especially? We are fans of the genre as a whole. However, we've always wanted to see more of the genre 
just with better coloring. <laughs> so we decided to do it ourselves, uh, which is why so many colors in the movie, they're vivid, everything. Every scene, we wanted to look like a portrait. We wanted it to look like a painting. We wanted someone to be able to immerse themselves in the scenery and, and really be able to feel it uh, with bright colors <laughs> and awful scenarios. No, I think, I think you've achieved it brilliantly. Thank you. Um, what are your influences? I mean, I think you wear quite a lot of the influences on your sleeve. It's all on the screen. <laughs> you know, you can see um, EC Comics, you can see uh, obviously Vincent Price and Night of the Living Dead and all that kind of stuff. But what about you personally? What, what's, what um, I got into film truly because I'm a massive Mel Brooks fan. I adore Mel Brooks. He's my hero, uh, one of them. And I found myself working for a lot of men and I was not a fan of some of the journeys they wanted to go on. So I decided to branch off and try something myself. And thankfully Scott is very much in league with women and he wants to promote different views in cinema. And so we work very well together with that. Because how did you guys meet? We actually met on a set. I was working with very good mutual friends of ours. Um, and he was a guest of the director that day and I was running the set and I didn't know there was a guest and I actually yelled at him. Um, and that was the first time we met. <laughs> and then uh, after that, we just connected and it went from there. And that was 2013. <laughs> and, and how was the collaborative process with him writing and then directing? How did you share the chores and the, the work? So I wrote the whole script and then Scott and I went back through the script and made some changes here and there, just, you know, critiquing moments and really trying to make the beats come alive within the script because we knew that when when this was when this was being written, we knew we were going to make it. So we wrote it for ourselves. We knew exactly what we wanted, where we wanted, how we wanted to cast, and yeah, it, I think it I think it worked out well. <laughs> yeah, I think it worked out brilliantly. Um, and obviously, it's Psychotronic FM, named after the magazine and the book Psychotronic, Michael Weldon's um, opus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the film's played lots and lots of festivals worldwide. What's been the feedback? What's been the critical response to it so far? Uh, everyone seems to really enjoy it. They find it's kind of new-ish, I guess, in the genre. It's not your typical scary in the dark, what's going to come around the corner. It's, it's bright. So it's actually attracted more people than would normally watch these things. <laughs> uh, but we're very thankful for that. I've had a lot of women come to me about some of the scenes with the women. Um, and I take care of all the women and children scenes because I have a great connection with women and children. And um, we just wanted to have a good time and, and everybody wanted to have fun and we had a blast. We, we made sure that every day everyone showed up and it didn't feel like work it was fun it was it was definitely art in its truest sense and 
yeah, it felt really good to, to play with all of these wonderful people. We have one of the best ensembles and I truly appreciate every single member of my cast and crew. Yeah. They're, they're brilliant people. They really are. Because it's such an ambitious film. And <laughs> yes. the, cast, the cast list is huge, what with the different vignettes and different stories. Yes. Um, how was that logistically to shoot and, and to, to film? Was it oh, done over quite shit. a long period? Or? <laughs> it's total shit. <laughs> when you have, <laughs> you have that many people in your film with this many locations, Oof, yeah, that I have to say the logistics of actually putting it all together, that was our greatest challenge. Um, that was the greatest thing we had to overcome. Uh, I mean, goodness gracious, I'm glad that we were able to finish filming before COVID really impacted because a lot of the times I'm my day job. Um, I work in network television, so I'm often out in the city. I'm nowhere to be found. I There was times when I would work three weeks straight and then have two days off and I'd spend those two days off plugging into bad candy and making sure that we got pickup shots or that we did things the certain way or we made sure we took enough time with it. And between everyone's schedules and my schedule, we managed to pull it off. And we're very, very thankful that we did it before COVID because I couldn't I couldn't imagine trying to do this right now because doing it with network money is already difficult enough, let alone personally financing something like that. And have you been able to have any physical screenings of it yet? Festival yes, screenings? yes, we did. Um, Drive-ins or, or, or actual screenings? Uh, that's the fun part about this. We decided to take this with a massive grain of salt and we coordinated with a local Starlight drive-in movie theater and we booked out the biggest screen at the top and we invited all of our cast and our crew to come watch it and it was a unique experience, not your typical red carpet premiere. Um, Everyone's in their cars. So you can't look around to see what do they think? Are they laughing at this part? Are they crying at this part? Or do they like it? I don't know anything. Everyone's in a car. And and at the end, everyone hopped their horns and they, we all came together and we had a good time. It was really nice. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. And hopefully if we all get out of this COVID thing, God willing, let's hope. Um, oh, hopefully God. there'll be some more physical screenings <laughs> down the line. America's finally making some better moves right now. So. Yeah. Here's hoping. <laughs> now, you, you kind of touched on it earlier. We've, at Fright Fest and the Paris International Film Festival, we always support female uh, directors. What do you think it is about the horror genre that attracts so many brilliant female directors? I mean, and we, we, just, we don't just tokenize either. We, we always select things on their own merit, irrespective of, of, um, <laughs> of, of whether it's directed by a guy or a girl. So what, what is it about horror that you think is inclusive in that way? Whereas a lot of other genres that you really have to struggle to find female directors. Because there's room to grow and people in this genre, in this community, it's a very small and tight knit community. Um, we're not as judgmental towards each other, I don't think. I think we're more embracing uh, what's weird what's new what's different how would you do this how would you do this and we're like let's have lots of ideas let's just go for it and I find that having a more diverse crew more women 
I think that it makes better content because there are so many stories and so many ideas and so many opinions that have been shut down for years that if we open that box, beautiful things are coming out. And, and, and I think that's why horror is so embracing because they're like, yes, we want those things. We like that stuff. We are all about everybody. Whereas other aspects of the community can just be gatekeepers and we don't believe in that. We think that everyone should have an opportunity to be a part of art and whether you're learning or a seasoned professional, we'll find a place for you. We'll, we'll definitely make sure that you have a learning point <laughs> or you're the teacher. <laughs> so it's good stuff for everyone. Very cool. Here, here. Um, what's happening with regards to distribution for the film? Have you heard anything yet, either US or internationally? Yeah, actually, um, we were very, very lucky. We finalized on contract uh, December 17th, which was a really good day because it happened to be Scott's birthday. <laughs> so we officially sold the film on Scott's birthday. And that was a joy. But um, we're thinking late spring, early summer, there'll be a release. And then, um, of course, October, there'll be a second release. Uh, but that's where that's where we're at right now. Oh, I can't say through whom it's with yet because they want to do the official announcement of it. Yeah, we, won't, um, we won't tell anybody. Plus, you haven't been specific, so that's good. You've been kind of <laughs> positive but vague. Yes. <laughs> well, and unfortunately, when it comes to contracts, positive but vague tends to work out better. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> um, so during lockdown, have you been working on another project feature-wise? or maybe a sequel or a comic book series? Or a series of naps because 2019 kicked my ass. <laughs> it was so, so much. I, I think out of the entire year, I must've worked at least 300, 300 days of the year. Um, I didn't take a lot of time off. I really focused on the projects. So during this quarantine, I've actually taken an opportunity to recoup some of my my life and was able to dig into writing two new plays so we're actually I've been going through and sectioning out uh, the next screenplay we want to do uh, and making sure that we can do it the way we want to do it mm. um, and I think we want to try to start filming that this spring to fall area we're still working out some of the details, but yeah, I've, I've been working on a and lot of And do you stuff. have a, a title for that or do you have any little nuggets you can give it? Uh, um, I think that one, um, funny enough, uh, I think we're going to um, reach into another genre and pull it into our genre. Um, we're going to try, I think we're going to try to steal a bit of Christmas into the next one. And the way we're going to do it, uh, I, I think it's unique. I think it's new. Um, I'm a massive fan of dark comedy, if you couldn't tell. I, I like yeah. to twist a lot of things. And yeah, I can't wait to do a dark comedy, Christmas tragedy, horrific <laughs> uh, so, film. <laughs> so you're working, through, you're working through the seasons. You, you're doing Halloween, you've done Halloween, you're going to do Christmas. <laughs> Next, we'll do the scariest for next Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have a do you have a favorite sequence from the film? Is is there like a, a five minute or a specific story or an element that you particularly love 
I mean, I know, I know you're going to say you love it. Oh, you love the whole thing. I'm actually but... incredibly fond of almost all of it equally. However, I'm I'm absolutely like so proud of our actress Haley Leary. She plays the nurse character. <laughs> um, to to have an open discussion about what a role is going to be. And then to really explain what that role is going to be, it takes someone with a lot of courage to be able to pick that up. And I commend her tremendously for being able to lean into it the way she did. And then the house invasion scene with Marie. Um, oh my goodness, we worked so hard on that one. And I mean, there were so many, I don't know if you can tell, but there's a lot of stunts in that scene. So we, we spent a good day just practicing and rehearsing and blocking and making sure that everyone's equipment was good and that everything had it together and the house we were filming in. It was a lot, but we, we pulled it off and it looks great to me. So I'm, I'm really proud of Alex for that one. Good, good shout out to a friend of ours, Wayne Anderson, who created the uh, monster, the Dracubus Lenny character. Oh my goodness, he's brilliant. He's done things as far as Predator and Jurassic Park and he won Face Off and he spends a lot of his time, he was just on Avatar. He was working on Avatar and then he had a break in it. So he came to us, he flew from New Zealand to work with us for a weekend and we did that that shot and then, then he had to go back. But uh, oh my gosh, everyone is so great. Everything, every little vignette in the film had a big hug and lots of love put into it. I, I'm especially proud of the kids. Yeah. All the all the kids. Oh my gosh, the kids. And they <laughs> have great parents. Their parents were all totally into it, ready for anything. What can we do to help you? Oh, so good. But yeah, the women and the children, I really got to give it to them because it's it's hard to get out there and be vulnerable in a scenario that's kind of scary in ways that you wouldn't normally think of first yeah because it is it's got some you know childlike and childish elements to it but it does deliver <laughs> on the gore and on the scares doesn't it it doesn't shy away from the the slightly nastier elements at times yeah yeah i i think that women can be evil as well but there's Absolutely. also moments of redemption for them yes. children <laughs> i i don't see enough inclusivity with younger children i like having a blend of people in all of my scenes i like that we had nala in the scene and she's deaf so we wanted to make sure that that was like a normal incorporated thing that yeah. shows that there are children that get together and they help each other and okay so maybe they're a little kooky and different but they're still good friends and the story still sticks no, I think you did a fantastic job. Thank you so much and good luck with all the future stuff as well. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you much, Paul, Jenna. Anything, anything you'd so like to, to say to the audience finally, Desiree? Oh gosh, please enjoy the film. <laughs> please, please enjoy the film. And if you like it, when it is distributed, uh, please buy it. <laughs> That's so important and I I, I couldn't agree. It's so inspiring to hear you, Desiree, because really hearing how you worked on this with the women, the children, the stunts, like all the aspects is so impressive. And obviously, when Paul says it, it has so much more leverage than when I said, because I'm not an expert of genre, 
Vopol really has been for many, many, many years. I can tell as someone who is not an expert, uh, but as a, as a filmmaker, I so much got caught in, you know? So I want to say, yes, please go buy this film because um, really like even, of course, if you're a genre, a horror fan, please just jumped on it because it's so good. <laughs> it's such a treat and it's so different from anything you've seen in such an amazing way. So please go, but even if you're not a fan of genre, go go and watch it, go and buy it because really I, 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 I was, I was dragged in, you know, in, with all these elements and all the vignettes and you want to skip uh, to the next one. Um, and really it's so different from the typical genre horror film that I think you should definitely, it's definitely worth to give it a try and it may make you feel even more interested by the genre. So thank you so much Desiree for like reviewing the genre film because I like our jury again loved it and I know Paul loved it and thanks so much Paul for this conversation, because I think with you, it has a lot more leverage than when I said, <laughs> because thank I'm not so an much. expert. Oh, but, so and please really, share also, you. for those of you who are listening and watching, you can go and watch the film in the cinema, the virtual cinema at the bottom right of your screen, but also please share. There are so many wonderful pictures and networks. Please share on social media, Desiree and Scott's work, because I can tell you'll have a lot of success with this post. It's such a phenomenal film. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. We really, truly appreciate it. It's incredibly kind of you to say these things about the project. I will relay this to our team. Um, they all enjoy hearing that people are having fun watching it. And it's definitely something that you can pull someone, hey, do you like something that's funny? It's a little dark, but it's funny. Come watch this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's definitely, I think, something in there for everyone. And except for maybe maybe your grandma, but <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, my, grandmother it. my grandmother demands to be like one of the first people who gets to see it. She's a brilliant woman and a, an avid horror fan, which probably somewhere as a child snuck that into the back of my brain. Um, but yeah, she's she likes it. And if my, my grandmother likes it, Aww. everyone should like it. Got, got, the, got the seal of approval from the grandmother. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> which is good to know. I really which is good to know. Everyone enjoys it. Thank you, Desiree. And thank you, Jenna, for putting all this amazing festival together. Thank you. Oh, yes, of course, a festival is only as good as its filmmakers, right? And our jury, again, we have the best team and I'm, I'm so glad they, they all loved your film so much and we're just having a blast. So thanks so much to you for joining. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Paul, Jenna, this has been a treat. Merci. <laughs>